play there. These things happen. It's um, kind of around the holiday season, so all of us are, unfortunately, a little tied up with uh, just, you know, family life and life in general. But, with that being said, there's uh, there's a few things. A few things that have occurred in the just in the last few days, as a matter of fact. I mean, honestly, if we look at it from Monday, right? We can uh, pretty much run from there, and that would be we've seen San Francisco the cleanest it has been in uh, what, six years? It still has a poop map. That's fair. That's fair. But all the main (laughs) thoroughfares are clean and clear. Because um, apparently um, when, uh, when your boss comes into town or, you know, like the person that owns the property, you know, the person you're doing, you're paying the lease to, or, you know, the person that you're renting from, or, you know, whoever it is that owns whatever it is where you're living, when they come to town, you know, you clean up, you make things look nice, you make your place look nice. And that's what Gavin Newsom did. So she was uh, coming in town into California. As a matter of fact, I believe. Hold, he hold, read... hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Oh? Are you sure that Gavin uses she, her pronouns? Oh, yes, I should clarify. I'm referring to Xi Jinping, not a she, her. So... Who's that? I, I think you're talking about Winnie the Pooh, right? Um, the six of one, half dozen of the other. You know, whatever. Okay. All right. I, I think. I don't think they like the term Winnie the Pooh. It's like it's... Uh, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, they, they're Shinny, upset. Shinny Pooh. Exactly, yes. Shinny the Pooh or Shinny Jin Pooh. Yes, exactly. We've got to be we've got to be thoughtful for, you know, the cultural um, feelings of our many and varied listeners, you know. So we have to understand these things. But, uh, yeah, he did uh, He did arrive. I believe that was... Um, Middle day, early today, and the uh, place looked lovely. Uh, Joe Biden was uh, there to do the thing that Joe Biden does, you know, where he vaguely points in the direction of someone and, like, says words and shakes either their hand or the air, what have you, as you do. But anyway, uh, he was able to meet him up there with um, Gavin, and indeed, indeed, there is a, there is the shit post that everyone should know. I don't know if I've got uh, a perfect copy of it, but I'll tell you what. I think Know Your Meme actually has a really nice one. So let me just double yeah. check and see if they have the China meme. Internet censorship. Industry. Just go to Google, type in CCP copy pasta. You'll have to go through a couple of links, click on the Y Combinator link, and then click on the Reddit link, and then click on the Reddit link inside the oh, Reddit link. Oh, there we go. YouTube CCP comment deletion commentary. But does it have the copy? Oh, unfortunate. Unfortunate. No, you're mean. What are well, you doing, guys? What are you doing? Well, this should have a direct. This, this should be an easily searched thing. Like, uh, like to, for instance, John Cena's apology to China, you know, where he went to all the trouble of learning a, a little bit of Mandarin just so that he could, uh, just so that he could, you know, really reach out to the Chinese people and say, That sounds good, right? That could be Chinese. It sounded like you got shit in your mouth. Exactly. 
Exactly. <laughs> I am that good at foreign languages. It's as simple as that, really. So yeah, <laughs> I'll be happy to throw a link to the uh, to the classic uh, classic doing business in the CCP meme, and just for the uh, just for the fun of it, I'll throw the uh, copy of John Cena's apology as well in the links below because well that I mean that shit's funny, <laughs> just is, it just fucking is. But well, here's the thing: is people keep saying like so. Here, so, but what likely happened is they probably put everyone up in a hotel for however mm-hmm. fucking long he's going to be in town. Um, and then well, and I well, say, hold well, on, I already hold got on, him off the street. I, I already been, got him off the street. Well, Just don't let him come back. True. And but, but, uh, but let me they, let me pause you for the problem. Let me pause you for a second though, because I've uh-huh. not actually said what the fuck's going on. So Xi Jinping is Holy visiting shit. California. Um, and for some reason, some fucking how magically, all the tent cities are fucking gone. All the sidewalks are fucking clear. There's no poop on the cities in the main thoroughfares. There's a bunch of on the main there, thoroughfares. Yeah. Yes, also a bunch of fucking um, like corrugated steel planters. Yeah, yeah. It's, raised, it's the raised beds. They didn't They're raised garden beds. Like they didn't put down like stone or anything. They literally got fucking horse watering troughs. Filled them up with the dirt and a couple of plants and put them diagonally on the streets so that you can't place a uh, bed or, you know, a tent or camp roll or what have you there. Because, well, you know, as as stated previously, when the boss comes to town, you know, you clean up, make it look nice for the boss. So, yeah, so they're, they're basically going to, they're, they're probably put up in hotels. Oh, like yeah. And, and, you know, because I said, well, they already got him off the street. Just let him come back. If and that'll like, yeah. They people act like, oh, the problem is going to return. It's like, well, only if you let it, because clearly, the problem was solved temporarily. And if you've gotten them to move, then you got rid of the tents, and all that happened already. All you have to do is not allow them to come back. And on that and note, presto. So of course uh, we have we have the she visit. But also, not only were they able to get rid of uh, some of the homeless in in those particular areas in San Francisco, but also under Interstate 10, uh, that runs into uh, Los Angeles, there was also a similar kind of thing that happened where they were able to yeah, move some of the some folks out of there. People. So what happened there? There were some homeless people. There were. There were. There were some homeless people that were taking advantage of the shelter that was provided. You know, the because um, the I-10 is a... It's like a 10-lane interstate, you know, a sizable thing. A, um, you could call it a pretty important thoroughfare. It uh, it does they, uh, they feed downtown Los Angeles. Uh, yeah, there was, uh, there was a fire. Yeah, there was. Uh, interestingly enough, this homeless camp was also right next to a place where they stored a bunch of wooden pallets. A bunch of wooden pallets underneath, uh, underneath of course, the, uh, the I-10. Uh, which, again, a absolutely uh, necessary and incredibly important thoroughfare to downtown Los Angeles, which has, of course, completely crippled downtown L.A. because... Well, see, you see, it's thoroughly necessary and so on, but I, I have to go ahead and point something out, and that is that this interstate highway was built before all the buffoonery mm-hmm. that, it, that exists in that area um, moved in and crippled 
the ability to do anything. So if you think that, like, so the, the possibility of that thing being reconstructed today, um, one, safely, and mm -hmm. two, cost-effectively, not happening. Um, if it gets done cost-effectively, then it will be done. Uh, it'll be it'll be as strong, as structurally sound as it'll the ghost be cities to in the, China. Well, I, I'm, exactly. It'll be exactly to the kind of specifications that the um, we'll just call the landlord came to town, you know, and it would be up to his specifications, you know, much like and, many uh, of the things that we find. If it's done his... safely, if it's done safely, the downside here is that not only do they have to follow normal safety regulations, they'd have to follow California's obscene regulations as well. And if uh, they want to do it that way, that route, it'll cost billions of dollars. Billions with a B. I just, I do not see this thing being like, Maybe they'll get a, a firm who comes in and gets shit done quickly. You know, just gets it in place, then starts. Well, we got to take into account. Gets it done right. We got to take into but, account that Gavin's doing this whole world tour. I'm totally not running for the president, guys. Thing. Yeah. So, so my guess is that Gavin will delegate the task. Oh, he, he's he going to call the in rest favors. of his ability to govern. He's going to call in all and, the favors that he has on this because it's a big. But the big, the big actual construction big. crew that comes in and does anything, the company that comes in and does something, is is. In all likelihood, he's probably going to claim California is so strong, this, that, and the other, and then hire someone from Texas. <laughs> when Just you got a job that needs to get done, you call up the people that can get the job done. And let's be I mean, real. Get, he's going to call up a red state and say, hey, so uh, you know how you guys are able to do infrastructure projects competently? So basically what you're and telling then, me uh, is that we should expect some uh, some fellows from Texas to be in Los Angeles in the next few Texas, days. Texas, Florida, you know. Well, Florida's a long drive. And, and despite the fact and that they... Little, and, you know, let's add a little bit of interesting note to that to Texas and Florida reference. Because up until, I want to say three months ago, could be a little off on my timing, but up until fairly recently... um. California was barred from doing uh, business with quite a few red states because of their um, position, shall we say, on abortion. Because, of course, you know, like, can can you think of anything more asinine? But, yeah, here we are. So, yeah, they'll, they'll get the business done. They'll get it done for the people that know how to do it. And that's kind of the way it is. Anyway, uh, long and short, what they're saying right now is that they, uh, they're they expecting it to be charged as arson. They're investigating it as such. For right now, Gavin is saying it's going to take three to five weeks. Ha fucking ha to get that done. Although, if they do call in the right people and he calls in all the favors he needs to to get shit done instead of having it caught up in committee for the next ten fucking years could happen legitimately and uh, fuck knows they really need it because um, for anyone that's not familiar with the layout of Los Angeles this is pretty much the main thoroughfare in and out anything else is going to be just back roads and neighborhoods getting into Los Angeles so this is this is an incredibly huge deal and it's absolutely crippled the downtown area of basically the uh, the heart of Gavin's support. So it'd be very, 
very interesting to see how quickly and how well they're able to resolve this issue. Yeah. <sighs> so, yeah, there's there's our opener. It's uh, things are looking peachy in the sunshine state, as uh, as they often often do, if you can believe that. So, with that, beyond that one, I've got another one. This one, uh, I just want to get into early for the folks that might not tune in for the whole thing. And that is something that uh, I haven't even shared with you. There's actually some... This is something that's been reported on kind of, um, I guess, just a little bit of reporting here and there. But it ties into a lot of the... um, what, what what would we say? Like the the nature of business and commercial real estate in the world of today. So I've I'll uh, I'll link the thread from a person by the name of Andy Lee. Uh, she's at Real Andy Lee Show, and what she's been doing is kind of a deep dive into companies, mostly Canadian companies, that are taking money from the government to do whatever thing. Uh, often you know ESG DEI type uh, initiatives, but. Either way, in a lot of these cases, what they're finding is what we found uh, that was very similar in, um, like, a lot of the, uh, shall we say, uh, election shenanigans. What we're finding is places where, you know, they've got these, um, oh, Lord, I cannot remember for the life of me the name of that one company. But uh, basically, they lend out office space to, uh, like, a small company. Like, you would rent a um, an office building space, like, so you've got... A uh, an important sounding place in like some New York building or some Maryland or Delaware building that you know sounds like it's uh, it's something important, but you're actually just out of your you know your home office or your garage or what have you. But you've got this place that you're renting in some fanciful location that gives you the um, what would we say veritas? I guess is that the word? Maybe gives you the um. I can't. I hate it when I can't remember a word. Well, it gives you this social stigma. No, that's not it either. It makes you seem important, to put it simply. Gravitas. Thank you. Yes, not Veritas. Gravitas. Thank you, my man. Okay. Anyway, yeah. You've got these um, locations in noteworthy places, in noteworthy buildings. So it's like, oh, this is uh, some person in New York City at uh, Grand Central Station or whatever at uh, Suite XYZ. But in actuality, you're just some schmuck out of your fucking home office. You're just renting, you know, one room in a big building. And what's happened with here is this is it's uh, proven to be incredibly uh, kind of an epidemic. It's a big, big thing. And it's um, this is all Canadian again. So, I'll, you know, only be able to link that. But what we're seeing here is we've got uh, valuations of like millions and millions and millions of dollars on properties alone. And then we'll have individuals that have uh, registered themselves there. But then what this uh, this Andy Lee lady has done is personally and also through uh, contacts in a, in a manner similar, similar to um, how Veritas has shown us the Act Blue and Act Red um, malfeasance has sent folks out here to actually investigate these individual locations and have found that they're basically these, um, like, ghost offices, I guess you might say. So, you know, they'll go there, they'll talk to, uh, like, the person that's um, 
the secretary, say, of the building, and, you know, ask about um, what's what's one here. Uh, for instance, what's the name of this particular business? Manpower MAC team uh, for the SD Lauder MAC team. They've got um, a location that's valued at uh, just shy of $20 million. And uh, what is it? They're describing themselves as professional services, information technology, and telecommunications, uh, service contracting, and all that. But, you know, you find the pictures of this place, and it's dead empty. There's no one there. So, we've seen this in a number of places. I don't know if we've actually reported... Bit of an inverse on the Southampton Institute of Technology, is it? Yeah. Yeah, it's like... um... Oh, shit. Like, um... (laughs) I know we've reported on some similar stories. I th- I want to say out of California, as a matter of fact, because one of... Th- yes, yes, exactly, because there was... um, uh, The Biden Institute was sharing a building through this same kind of um, interface, I guess you'd say, but through the same kind of deal with... Uh, I can't remember the exact CCP organization, but it was like a directly tied CCP... Uh, organization, like something tied into the government. And I, apologies for not being able to remember directly, but it kind of ties into that. So it just kind of shows us that these these issues are, I don't know, what, what will we say? Um, absolutely rampant? Oh, yeah, let me throw this in the, um, throw this in the staff chat for you too if you want to check it out. But this... What it also does is that a lot of these people, they've, um, like, uh, like what we saw with the, um, with a lot of the COVID grifting, where we had a lot of these folks that were, I shouldn't say folks, I should say corporations and various individuals that were basically, well, the best way to describe it, I guess, would be that they were creating organizations and causes out of whole cloth. And there was n- nothing really there. So what had happened in so many of these cases is people are like, well, I'm running this uh, this corporation, this, that, and the other, and we're helping out these people with this thing, but, you know, it was all just smoke and mirrors, and that's exactly what we found here. Like, uh, another great one here. Um, it's a picture of what looks like a, a small cafe, the place is called, uh, it. oh, she censored it. It's West Something, which is a timber industry company. So, you know, you would presume that they would be cutting down trees and taking them to mills and such. But they're getting $100 million per year out of government offices or out of government contracts. And their offices are basically non-existent. So this is a really, um, a really interesting situation. And we've actually seen this play out somewhat similarly here in the States. And I don't know if I've got a lot to say on it so much. More just to, I guess, shine a light on it. Because it's it's weird. People should be aware. And I don't know. I guess I'll just kind of keep an eye on this because it's a fairly interesting story. Just to see how it develops. Because... It's, oh, what am I wanting to say? I guess, I guess what I'm wanting to say here is that it's emblematic 
of um, kind of the grift and graft that exists in so much corporate business. You know, if that makes sense. Yeah. I mean, it's these kind of uh, shell companies, this kind of shell company game is, is a long time thing. Like, you yeah. have to keep in mind that a business, um, when a, a business registers in a state, uh, most states require a registered agent for the business. Um, and that is its own little cottage industry in those states where it's generally required. Um, see, some. Sometimes it is required that the, the registered agent not be the company itself, which means that you basically have to pay someone else to be your uh, um, your receptionist, more or less. So um, there there are people out there who basically just don't have to basically they don't have to do much of anything uh, besides forward on the odd piece of mail. Um, you could actually compare and, it to and it's like one hundred thirty bucks a year. Well, for doing just that. Well, this is kind of so like that, a corporate version of um, but those like drop shipping need companies. A, need an address is what I'm getting to is those those registered agents need a, a business address, mm-hmm. and so oftentimes the way that a registered agent establishes themselves for a business is to uh, lease out or co-lease with other registered agents. You know, they'll they'll group together to do this. They lease out some you know quote office space, and they actually they just work from home. Yeah, absolutely. And so that, that's what I was going to do is, is you have, you know, say a, a 10 different, quote, registered agent companies uh, working out of an empty office building that might even still have the for rent sign up. Oh, yeah. And, you know, shit still gets dropped off there and they go and they pick it up and, it's, you know, or they have a P.O. box they assign it to later or they, they forward it on that way. Yeah, like for for visits in person, please come to here. Uh, for all mail, direct to uh, for all emails, direct well, to the third place. For the registered agent, you can't give the state a PO box for that, generally. But you can have the post office forward it to a PO box. Mm, that makes sense. But then that that yeah, all happens on the back end. So that the people too. that are trying to contact you don't really—they're not aware. Yeah. Right, and, no, uh, that's the fun part. Is all that's all that stuff they're not aware, of, and the the phone number that's required does not have to be the landline to the building. Right, so, just a working phone. Right, if that's all they need is the ability to contact a flesh and blood human being, and uh, if you give them a phone number, they assume that that you're going to pick it up, even if you don't. Now, speaking of flesh and blood human beings and registration, uh, if you'll take a quick look at the staff chat there, I've uh, linked up something out of the uh, the Open Secret organization. Yeah, how about that? Yeah, why don't uh, I gotta go rock a piss real quick? I'll let you speak on this. I'll be right back. <laughs> yeah, so uh, uh, there's a uh, there's a, a famous lefty tabloid, uh, the Recount, and uh, and the editor of the Recount, a giant piece of shit named Slade. Uh, he got he got caught with his. Uh, he got caught distributing not just child porn, a lot of it. Like, a lot of it. And uh, it wasn't pretty stuff. Um, this guy's been this, this guy's been a, a major pain in the ass for years uh, in public, just spewing a whole bunch of different you know, bile and nonsense. And uh, 
turns it, you know, it's a one of those situations where you have uh, you know people who are most vehemently pro grooming end up being the groomers. Uh, this guy it is, is funny how that works. Center stage. Center stage. Now, in so this I, as I just case, to reiterate here, I'll, I'll reiterate for you. Mm-hmm. This guy didn't just get caught distributing a little bit of. Child oh yeah, porn. yeah, yeah. No, this 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 isn't some little baby. Well, oh, sorry. Bad just analogy. Stop that while you're ahead. Yes. Yeah, not done with that. Anyway, yeah, this isn't some. Uh, man, I want to say child's play, but that's no. Um, this isn't some low grade bullshit. Like uh, I'm just gonna read straight out of the headline. Boys as young as three years old being raped and forced to perform sex acts by adults. That's the kind of shit this guy was involved with. Slade Somer of The Recount. Just to be completely aware, he was a camp counselor out of New York City. A camp counselor. Surprise, fucking surprise. As is so often the case, these people go to the places where they can have easy access to victims. Never mind the fact that the guy was running a website called The Recount. Yeah. Well, as I mentioned, this, this guy's a lefty piece of shit. Oh, yeah. And he's, and, a, he's a scum fuck. And, and, and not, like, not he, the decent like, kind. Which uh, many will be familiar with the term of shit lib. Shit libs, they're actually, uh, well, they're hit and miss. But I'll take hit well, and miss of, over fucking predators them, all day. The vast, vast majority of them <coughs> are not distributing child porn. Right, yes. So anyway, uh, this Slade fellow, <laughs> up until last month, and I'll just make a note that this article was published yesterday the day before we're recording, the 14th of November, 2023. So uh, a <clears throat> Mr. Slade Somer, 44, who was up until October of 2023, the editor-in-chief of The Recount, was released on bail, $100,000 bail, day before yesterday, for possessing and disseminating hundreds of child pornography, images, and videos. I just described their like to you. So, be aware. Victims as young as three years of age. Now, let me add to this. Let me add a fun little angle. He's been interviewed by BuzzFeed, wherein he was celebrated for his conversations with children about sexuality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there you go. There's a whole bunch of articles. So what I'll do is I'll include a link to the actual uh, open secret thread that'll have everything there. But it is uh, it is absolutely worth worth your investigation. So, I guess as they say, reset that fucking clock. I don't know if I've got to... I don't have a fun or happy or anything kind of step over from that. But um, I guess... I guess... You know what? I kind of do. I kind of do. 
And you know what? Let's let's just drop into it. And with that, what we're going to do is we're going to say, Jim Kramer, thanks, buddy. Thanks for pointing it out to us. So his uh, most recent uh, market prognostication, if we'll call it that, is, uh, well, well, my friends, if you believe Jim Kramer, and I'll leave that at that, if you believe Jim Kramer, he says we're in for a soft landing. That the uh, the CPI index, the signals, they're looking great. The economy, it's going to come down nice and easy. Well, well, my peoples, if you're at all familiar with the Kramer index. Inverse Kramer index. Uh, yes. Oh, sorry. Excuse me. Excuse me, Craig. My bad. The Kramer yes. index is, is not what you want. To it, the off. Kramer index is literally inverse <laughs> reality. So the inverse Kramer index has given us some um, reason to worry. So if Jim Kramer is telling us that this shit's just fine, oh, God. Oh, fucking God. You know, I saw some stuff earlier about inflation being at a, at a, a low uh, the lowest it's been since the peak. It's like, well, <laughs> of course it's the lowest it's been since the peak. The peak is when it was the highest. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> can it go higher? Uh, don't, don't, don't you fucking dare ask that question. Don't, try. don't you dare fucking <laughs> no, ask that question. So my favorite part about my favorite part about it is that you know people were. I saw someone saying, if prices still seem too outrageously high, it's because they're gouging you. It's like, I'm sorry, but. You know, inflation has to go negative for the prices to come back down like that, right? All other things equal. Kind of a thing. <laughs> it's just, you know. I, I, well, like, they don't get is it's it's the area under the curve is the actual like inflation, that you, the adjustment that you're worried about. It's it's not just like what the percent is today. The Fed's target is 2%. The Fed plans on yeah. a 2% inf- inflation rate. We were under that. It was one point. It was one point three four percent or whatever it was. Hey, uh, real quick, uh, under how much? How much would you say gas was about then? Like two ish nationwide. It was under two bucks here. Oh, under, under. Okay, okay. Just, just saying. Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Then it went over. Uh, then it went almost five dollars. Hmm. Wow. In fucking Florida. Oh wow. <sighs> I. It was. It was over. It was well over ten bucks in California. Yes, it was. They had to change the signs because the they national, didn't have enough zeros. The, yeah, the national average was like was was uh, I mean, it hit the all time. It hit a record. And it was the average was over five bucks. Yep. Isn't like that the, funny? The, but the, the 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 retardation involved in coming out and saying that you know the the inflation rate still being greater than zero but being lower than fucking 10, 15% or whatever it was uh, it somehow means that you're getting gouged if the prices haven't returned back to the, the end of Trump's presidency like newsflash buddy that's never coming back those prices are gone yeah those prices they're never happening again yeah the only way that can happen is with well... economic collapse and a new currency then you can get your new prices back. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, actually, I mean, even Donald Trump coming back in, there isn't a way to get back happening. to that. Again, like, the Fed... The plans. damage is fucking done. It's, again, it's the there. Fed, 
the Fed plans on a two percent per year uh, uh, increase, and like that that is that is the the target rate. That is what they deem acceptable. That's what has kept the public from rioting uh, since the establishment of the Fed. You know, since we left the the gold and silver standard in '74, since we left the gold standard in '68, this is what's kept the people from throttling the people trying to pretend that cash has any value inherently. Well, it doesn't. I mean, yeah. the, the backing is gone, and it's it's entirely based on the debt that sustains by it, and the so, fact that the U.S. government has the hedge, has global hedge money, which is going away. Because I think what's uh, another uh, uh, six or eight countries are joining um, BRICS, uh, BRICS Plus, rather. Yeah, um, that's a thing. At the end of the year. Mm-hmm. Yes, our, our so good, our good allies and good friends Brazil and our good allies and good friends India. Yeah, at least we got those guys. Uh, rest of them, so, not so much. What was the B in the I in the bricks? What did that stand for again? I don't know. It, it probably doesn't matter. It's probably entirely in tertiary to everything we're talking about and not directly related. Yeah, the, the, um, the RC and the S. Well, the S, the S is okay. South Africa, yeah, they're all right. Well, yeah, I mean, you know, you've got Malema down there that's talking about how you, you know, you need to kill the Boer and everything. Yeah, South Africa's in great shape. Well, they're well, they're, they're not they're not like inherently anti USA. You know, at least they don't do it with their they don't they don't well, uh, yeah, speak fair. out of the side of the face that's facing us. That's fair. Really that's either. fair. I mean, they they do hate the race that lives in the United States, but not the the United States in and of itself. So, well, sure, yeah. it's not a country thing; it's a race thing. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and we have to be mindful of these things. We have to be cognizant. You know, because Actually, there's nuance. Speaking of race things, to these things. Oh, yes. Speaking, speaking of race things, uh, so you know, minor event recently happened. Oh. Uh, Actually, several minor events recently happened. There was that one, that one thing that, that happened on October 7th. There was a thing um, that happened. Was, some people did some things. Was, uh, pretty fucking horrific. Yeah, yeah. So how about that? And then, yeah, some uh, people and did then some that, things in the place. And that diaper-headed dipshit decided to open her mouth. But, uh, yeah, so so that that happened. Uh, that was horrific. And then uh, you saw immediate celebrations. And then, uh, you know, Israel retaliated. And then you saw uh, marches around the whole fucking planet. Um, which involved a lot of rioting and uh, and waving foreign flags, you know, and uh, facing I noticed national something monuments. about that because, like you say, they were so widespread. You know, we saw them in so many Western countries and everything. Interestingly, though, I never saw mention of any of these pro-Palestine marches in Japan. That's weird. I wonder why that is. Actually, I don't. But I'm just gonna. Well, leave it so there. here's a so here's 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 the funny thing is, you know, so you know, obviously the the Palestinian flags will be flying at a pro-Palestine march. Sure. sure. Then you also see ISIS flags, Hamas flags, right. people with uh, Hamas headbands, um, intimidation, uh, mass uh, uh, vandalism of storefronts, uh, those owned by Jews and those owned by everyone else. Uh, defacement of national monuments and um, general disruption of everyday life, and then uh, couple, you know, 
an event just happened in uh, D.C., which is stark contrast, you'll notice. And uh, just to add a little bit of uh, reference and note to this event, because I know exactly which one you're talking about. Mm-hmm. There was one that happened a few days ago, and there was one that happened just today. Or was it yesterday? Whatever. doesn't matter. The one that just happened had a... Uh, oh, was it a security alert level? I can't remember the exact terminology, but the FBI put out, like, a security alert thing. Well, and they were putting this at a, uh, DEFCON fucking 1. Like, there yeah, is not a higher that. rating for security. Like, we need to pull in our international partners, and we need to get all our agents on the fucking ground, and yeah. Anyway, sorry to interrupt. I just, I just yeah, felt fine. it felt it necessary to add a little bit well, of. I, just, I think it's, it's an interesting contrast here because the people that they were, people that they were so worried about, uh, they showed up with you know it was pro-Israel thing, so they showed up with Israeli flags, but you know almost one for one. They also showed up with American flags, which uh, stark contrast. You notice that the other protests, other marches. Well, I wouldn't even call this a protest. It was just a rally. You know, the other ones, the marching, uh, they didn't carry, you know, in the UK, they didn't carry British flags. In the cities in the US, they didn't carry American flags. They tore them down and threw them on the ground. Actually, you know what? Uh, I should I should pause you for just a quick second and make a note because of those British flags that you have referenced. In the, uh, was is it the, um, <clears throat> was it the Cenotaph? Fuck, I can't remember. I think it's called the Cenotaph. There was, um... Yeah. There was this thing. The National Monument that they have over there. Yeah. That, yeah. that commemorates the armistice. Mm-hmm. Now, speaking of the armistice. World War I. Speaking of the armistice of World War One, there was a thing that happened in Great Britain uh, just a few days ago, as a matter of fact, as of recording. It's uh, this thing they do, a celebration for all the people that, you know, gave their lives in that, in that battle. <coughs> they, uh, they have this thing they do where they give out uh, give out poppy pins or actual poppies, uh, much like um, much like the palm that you see um, before Mardi Gras that's given out by many churches. You know, this is kind of a thing in Great Britain. They give out uh, poppies or poppy pins that a lot of people will wear to show their solidarity and support with, you know, the people that gave their life to help make the country what it is and whatever you want to attach to that, whatever weight or gravity or whatever. That's that's largely what it is. It's basically their Veterans Day. It's a day to say, hey, you know, thank you for what you did. To Just what you did, why ever you did it, however you did it, just thank you for serving, and we appreciate that. Well, there was another thing that happened. Uh, the thing we were just talking about, as a matter of fact. There were some other things that happened related to that. Uh, Israel has responded to these uh, October 7th events, and there are many, possibly myself included, that will say that they have responded with an overwhelming degree of force. Whether that is or isn't justified isn't really the place for our discussion, because if you're listening, you know where we fall, and that's enough. And with that, there's been a lot of violence and a lot of dead people. So we have this event that is ostensibly meant to celebrate the people that gave their lives for this one fucking country. Not so, another country. Armistice Day is, was not just, it's not, 
So there's there's and, yeah, 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 things that are going be, on here. Yeah, so Armist- Armistice Day in in the I'm UK. I'm being a little too vague. Yeah, yeah, please. Is is uh is the celebration of the end of World War One? It's it's celebration of their veterans. It's about people that died to bring you know some peace to Europe. And yeah. it's not a coincidence that we celebrate Veterans Day the same weekend of here in the U.S. Yeah. And it's because the same thing happened with us. I mean, we were involved in World War One, and then again in World War Two. Yeah, I mean, uh, same side as Britain. We've got we've got a lot of blood and treasure tied up in this. To put it in the simplest terms. So. We uh, uh, so we basically have you know and, and they're in here, pro Palestine uh, protests and marches etc. Uh, and involved defacing monuments, um, not carrying the flags of the countries that are involved. So, Great mm-hmm. Britain, or the UK, uh, United States, yeah, so elsewhere etc. Same saw deal. A great number of Palestinian flags on this. Uh... Well, so Day that, that part's Day. to be expected. I would expect to see some of them for a pro-Palestine march. Fine. Fair. It's a, yeah. Fine. I get it. I mean, you wouldn't necessarily you know, I, expect to see ISIS flags, but okay. But that, that, that was the thing I was going to mention there, is if you look at the other <clears> stuff that was present. And you definitely wouldn't expect to see a particular red, black, and white flag. Just saying. And then uh, there's also, you know... What they were saying, um, you know, largely calling for genocide. Right. And which, just to clarify, just in case you're it. unfamiliar with the red, black, and white flag, it's got a friendly windmill on it. Yeah. Windmill of friendship, as you like. Yeah. It's uh, It's got one of those, uh, um, one of those An ancient Buddhist symbol, if you like. From side. You know, uh, the Buddhist use this symbol, American, uh, my, my own people. Often uh, made use of this symbol in our uh, in our medicine, you know, and in our spiritual affairs, you know, because it is an ancient symbol that holds a lot of import to people of various people, or people of various uh, nations and tribes throughout the world. Of course, uh, in the immortal words of Geraldo Rivera, you always draw it to the right, not to the left, and that's how you know. I don't. I. I really don't think I need to be much more clear than that. I mean, come on. But yeah, yeah. so, so uh, sorry, but there's been some stuff going on involving me texting people in the background. I'm, I'm sure you've noticed I've been kind of in and out here. Yeah, no I'm sorry about no that. Worries. That's fine. Anyway, uh, but, so anyway, the yeah, so there, you know, calls for genocide, etc., and and so the the event that just happened yesterday stark contrast uh now it was only ha- it only happened here in the u.s mm-hmm. um but it was a pro-israel rally in, in <coughs> dc and Sizable. uh 200 surprisingly american american jews or unsurprisingly the largest the largest single gathering of american jews in history which is not a small feat um, two hundred ninety thousand of them. That's that's one in twenty five in the country. Noting again uh, that uh, for some reason, our intelligence services felt the need to mark that as the highest level of security readiness and awareness that exists well, in the system. Given that there are people that were outside the uh, event that were 
still screaming and hollering and calling for genocide, I can kind of understand that there might have been some worries about a bomb going off, for Fair. example. Fair. You know, considering if, 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 look, if you're a terrorist organization and you found out that one in 25 Jews was going to be showing up at a certain location and they're going to be there at the same time. Yeah, that seems well, like a I mean, soft targets are soft so. targets. That's and I'll true. also say this, uh, guess who didn't show up to speak there? Some people did show up to speak. Yeah, uh, but, well, not, uh, even, notable... not even not to speak. Just who really didn't show up to do any actions, right? So the, there were no so actions. Multiple multiple members of Congress showed up mm -hmm. to talk, and uh, you know, from different sides of the aisle, et cetera, et cetera, to express their viewpoint, as you might say. Yeah, and uh, and then the president Peacefully, didn't show up, even. or any of his representatives. None of them really? showed up, which is fine. Uh, you know, no, they paid Joe, for the war that just started. That that stern and. A religious man Joe Biden, the, the Catholic man Joe Biden didn't show? No. I would have expected a Judeo-Christian man such as himself to definitely be in appearance. Huh. Yeah. So, he didn't show up, but it might, maybe it was the presence of too many American flags. That might have mm. just been like like spraying a, a pest control around him. Oh, very well could have been, could have been. And also, you know, there weren't, there probably he weren't show a lot up of black children. Flags. You know, I mean, corn pop might have been there. Who knows? Corn pop might actually, you know, I don't think we've actually explored this. What's the possibility that corn pop is a black Hebrew Israelite? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Now, there was a video of a guy who was walking around, uh, one of the BHI members, uh, mm -hmm. which, by the way, they're an offshoot of, of the Farrakhan variety of Islam. So that's right. You know, just exactly. Mm -hmm. So. <laughs> Preach. Yeah, the, the, the levels, the levels there. Uh, yes. Extra. <laughs> Anywho, <laughs> one of the, one of the, the illustrious BHI representatives was wandering around the outside of the event, uh, walking up to groups of small children and saying, "Sorry, you're not the real Jews." Which, which, Ooh, by the way, um, it wasn't all. It wasn't only Jews there. Now, while he might have had a high percentage hit rate for doing that to random children the fact is there was still a sizable number of people there that were not jews so imagine you're you're uh uh you're say you're uh you're an, um, a protestant and you're you're walking along with your kids and you've just gone out there and evangelized or you're a baptist what have you you've just evangelized for your church's cause at a pro-israel rally and you're walking along and a black guy just stumbles up out of nowhere and says, sorry, you kid, and to your kid, not to you. Sorry, you're not the real Jews. <laughs> it just keeps going. Bless those black Hebrew Israelites. They are so much fun. <laughs> oh. oh, but on that note, actually, too, something that we didn't get to report on is, um, I'll find the article and I'll throw it in the links, but uh, some, I want to say it was some lady was driving Hold on. I, I got to find the article. Um, Breck. <laughs> Thank you, Google, for autocorrect. Black Hebrew Israelite crash. There we go. Happened here uh, nine days ago. A woman purposefully crashed into a uh, building on which she saw a, um, a six-pointed star, thinking, oh, that's a bunch of Jews. 
Oh, lady. Anyway, she uh, she saw that and was like, I'm a, I'm a hate crime me some Jews, gosh darn it, because I hate me some Jews, or whatever it is she was thinking. <laughs> I don't fucking know. Anyway, in Indianapolis, um, this this lady, she saw this uh, uh, star David and was like, we people attacked my Palestinian family, or whatever the fuck it was her diseased brain was thinking, and uh, rammed the building. It was a black Hebrew Israelite uh, school of universal practical knowledge, or UPK, as it were. Uh, this would be out of Indianapolis, Indiana, and uh, some fucking lady was really fucking stupid. And, uh, yeah, attacked a black Hebrew Israelite school because she can't tell the fucking difference. Don't know if you caught that one, and I figured you'd probably get a kick out of it if you hadn't. <laughs> but, yeah, some lady driving like a Chevy Cobalt or some shit. I don't know exactly. She saw that, and uh, the... Uh, the actual sign, it has the Star David on it. It says Israelite School of UPK. UPK, of course, meaning the um, Universal Practical Knowledge, which, if you're an idiot who doesn't know a fucking thing, you're going to say, well, That's a David Star. I don't like a Jew. I'm going to get him. So this, uh, this lady, she uh, rammed away. Let me see if I can find this lady's name. Oh, my God. Um, I'm going to try. <laughs> Bear with me. Ruba Almagethe? We're going to say that's right. She's been charged with criminal recklessness, intimidation, and institutional criminal mischief. And honestly, I'm kind of surprised they didn't go ahead and throw a hate crime... Uh, Rider on there too, just for the fuck of it. But either way, she uh, basically was like, I, "These people are busting my Palestinian people. So I'm gonna get them." And yeah, yeah. So, all right. So, um, I mean, the, the the major point there I was just trying to drop as a contrast is that the there uh, there are the people that were that are basically saying, um, you know. Peace is after genocide, and then there are people that were saying, uh, basically, stop firing rockets at us, release the hostages, and uh, let us get rid of the terrorists you're harboring. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, there was not ridiculous amounts of fighting or violence or destruction of businesses or national monuments or any of that shit. Uh, the country's flag was flying as well as um, as the uh, as flags and signs for the cause. There weren't people shouting, you know, death to all Palestinians or that kind of shit. Especially, no one was counting uh, no, shouting death to America either, for that matter. Funny enough, no one was sitting there shouting death to America. People weren't stomping on the American flag or throwing it on the ground. They were waving it. Yeah, that's weird. Oh, oh, you want to know the crazy thing? Oh, man. Did you see the aftermath? There was this sea of... Clean. Yeah, how about that? That's weird. Huh. How about that? How about... Um, here's a picture for you. Uh, this is... This is more or less the crowd 
There's the white tents in the middle. That was a security checkpoint. This is how they know how many people were there, by the way, is they, uh, they admitted people in through security. Uh, security. So they had hard numbers on it. What is this security you speak of, sir? I'm I'm not familiar with such concepts. Why this looks, this looks almost akin to the inauguration of the first black president of the United States of America, in its attendance. Perish the thought. Yeah, about that. Wait, Bill Clinton. Oh, of course. Yeah, I mean everybody knows the first okay. black president played saxophone. That's what I thought. Yeah. I was obviously not making any other implication because... Well, it wasn't his cheekbones. Mm, well, <laughs> true, 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 true. <laughs> oh, speaking of cheekbones. Oh, geez. Let me find this. Uh, man, Dom Luker. <laughs> goodness, that guy, he puts out some funny, funny stuff sometimes. And some very truthful things as well. Uh, let me see if I can find the picture here. But he was able to dig up something from, uh, from our from friend of the show, Barry Satoro, a uh, post that he made, I believe it was on Instagram some time ago. Goodness, if I can find it. Oh, where is this? Let me oh and uh, while we're looking for stuff, yeah, just a quick by the by um, of things that they found in the past week or so mm. uh, while, while marching through Gaza to um, get rid of the people that were firing the rockets at Israel for years. Um, you know, they, they passed through a kindergarten and found a, a metric fuck ton of grenades and ammo and, uh, Oh, kind of like Ukraine. You know, and, and, and Intel, including a map of the tunnels underneath, uh, Gaza city. Oh, kind of like Ukraine. Okay. Yeah. I showed up and actually, uh, found shit. And then, uh, you know, then they, they, uh, went ahead and, um, uh, and went through a children's hospital that, uh, had a whole bunch of, uh, weaponry underground bunker, et cetera. And actually, uh, hold on. Then, uh, let me then pause last night you. They showed up and she... well, let me pause you specifically at this exact moment because I have something to add that, um, believe it or not, is going to completely back up whatever you're about to say. So I want to say it was the late '80s. I want to say '89 because I saw an article about this. I want to believe earlier from today. '83. '83. Well, the article might have been from '89. Either way, though, uh, that's that's nothing. What's the important part of it is the article talked about uh, tunnels underneath. Uh, it's selective uh, history, by the way. I'm going to go ahead and help you out here in a minute. Go ahead and keep going. There is. I don't have a lot of info. I'm just going to real briefly hit it. But what that well, brief hit yeah. is, is that uh, the IDF at that time, when they were in control of that area of Gaza, built uh, a number of, uh, well, tunnels for sure. Um, I don't know how they would have specified the, there's not a lot of data on what all was built, where, how, et cetera, et cetera. But as so of that they, time, they, there um, was, there, there was ahead. a network of tunnels that was built under Al-Shifa. Yes. Okay. Under the Al-Shifa hospital, the one that's been in the media so much lately as this hospital that's been bombarded. It was identified by IDF and Mossad as essentially the headquarters of Hamas, not the building, which they have just recently demolished. A, a headquarters, but a it's headquarters. the de facto headquarters. Right. So this had been identified as an area of great importance to Hamas. Not so much the hospital itself, but the network of tunnels and um, rooms it's and because such underneath. It because it's verified. Of tunnels. Sure, sure. Yeah, uh, a hub, you might say. 
So one of a couple hubs that that separate a couple sure. larger areas. And yeah. not only that, a um, oh, I can't remember the word, but basically this is where a lot of the uh, a lot of the decision making, a lot of the important stuff was happening at this place. Now, never mind you that for years and years, whatever a journalist at Al Shifa would do an interview with Hamas, they would bring them down to the damn bunker. Well, well, yeah. The long the way, short of what I'm trying to the reason everyone knows it's there make. is because they literally know it's there from showing up there. Well, absolutely. But well, and yeah. so when the, the doctor short says, of, "I've been working point. there for 16 years," and then says, "I've never seen it," yeah. he's either full of shit or they there've, don't trust him. There have been a couple of notable political lying. cartoons showing things like uh, uh, fightery-looking folks uh, showing up on the wrong floor on a. Uh, on an elevator, like, yeah, oh, sorry, wrong floor, cars. my bad, you know, and it's so, like... So here, here's the... Here's anyway, the anyway, let, well, real quick, real quick, let well, me no, go this and... is important, because you got into the important part there, which is that 1983, they they uh, were working on it, they didn't build it then, they uh, improved it. Yeah, well... The entire Al-Shifa complex yeah, the whole thing. started off during the Palestinian mandate of Great Britain as a military base. That's the reason it is a hardened target, and why it's taken so long to actually approach areas inside the complex it is a massive military complex it is not just a little hospital in the middle so and to be it fair started off as a also, military complex and real, it had quick, tunnels though. already so when they went well, in there in 1983 and they one second they one second built things they want one second brother. The tunnels and because the bottom. it's necessary too to add a little bit of context to that the hospital itself isn't just one building it is a uh, a campus a whole complex in and of itself above ground in addition to this underground series of uh, tunnels and you know rooms bunkers etc so it's, again, it's not a small it began, space either way either one it above began as a military complex including hospital facilities so it had a military hospital inside it and they decided when they were basically renovating this thing in the 80s. You know, and they, it had been renovated by the British before and then again by Israel a couple of times prior to 1983. 1983, they go in there and they, you know, flesh things out a little bit more, you know, make things a little bit better underneath there. Um, and they basically were trying to convert a military command center into a storage basement. Now, it's it's... When you're talking about what amounts to a large empty room with a, with electric plugs on the on the walls, there's really not a whole lot of difference between having a military complex, uh, or sorry, military bunker and a storage basement as far as putting boxes in there that hold stuff. You know, That's so fair. the 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 difference the difference does become kind of a gray area there if it's medical supplies. If you start storing guns and shit down there, like guns and explosives, which out the window. You know, what, I'll let you get into that, but there was well, a recent say, like, tour this, of Alshifa. Like having, like having, having an office, like a de- office with a desk down there. It, that's that could be used for any purpose. You can use an office with a desk. So the fact that Hamas chose to have journalists come down there to do their interviews, even that, I would still say, does not make it a de facto headquarters per se or a military operation. The fact that they decided to use that for their military coordination efforts. To use it as their commands, um, their command center, like to, to do their uh, um, their coordination across uh, different regions, right? Since popping up, uh, what the hell is the name of their the children's? It's like right across from the complex. 
uh, from the Al Shifa complex. It starts well, I know R. what you're talking about. I'm sure any of our listeners are going to be at least anyway, vaguely familiar to the point that they can the, understand uh, um, context. The the uh, the Hamas leadership had uh, uh, external housing, which was right next to a tunnel entrance, which went down underneath both hospitals, uh, and a school, which is lovely. Uh, but yeah, so again, like they have you know large space underground as a, a, a basement area for storage, or to use as a military bunker. The fact that it was originally used for military efforts by the British. You know, it, it was maintained and upkept and improved upon later on. So in 1983, Israel went down there and they, they fixed things up a little bit better. They're, the goal eventually is to have it not have military function. But you can't, you know, if you if you remove a blast door from a basement, it's a, it's a, um, an aesthetic thing. You know, and if Israel still had Israeli interests there, like that's still a blast door that you can hide people behind if someone's trying to bomb a hospital. So there's nearly not a point in removing that unless you're just being an anti-human asshole. So stuff like that was left behind. That's why you can still say, you know, it's a military bunker if they're using it for military purposes. So tunnel network, it's, you know, that kind of, that kind of stuff is flushed out a bit more later on after Hamas was given control. So there are more, there are newer tunnels that well, let's be real. Let's let's just say places. when Hamas wrested control. Anyway. Well, they're oh, okay. I'll put it like this: when Palestinians were given control in 2005, and then Hamas took it in 2006. Yeah. Okay. Fair. Right. They went in there, and you know, besides destroying all the rest of the infrastructure that was left for them, um, because reasons. Uh, you know, they they ended up with uh, this this kind of convenient underground network to use and that would help them hide their tracks. So, you know, part of the problem here is that, you know, Israel did hand them over this asset without, um, in my opinion, the kind of forethought that might've seen them find a way to refuse access or refuse use of, of uh, some of these um, facilities. Now, some one of the purposes of having an underground tunnel between hospitals is being able to move patients. So, there is a bit of a point to leaving some of that accessible. I mean, from pure logistical arguments, it doesn't. It's not a bad argument logistically. Well, here's 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 a modern one. When I was looking at campuses for undergrad, uh, when I went and looked at Rensselaer, they have underground tunnels between their buildings because it's fucking cold outside in the winter in New York. So, you know, you don't have to have a military objective to have a tunnel. And that's kind of the point here is that the 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 complex and these tunnels aren't you know it wasn't it wasn't just it wasn't that they were you know so uh, ingenuitive in that they went about making these tunnels you know they they had to go about um, spending the money to put that infrastructure in place it was there and they are using it to conduct military operations which is unfortunate because again. When Israel left the area, and for decades, it was just a hospital. And that was what it was intended to be left as. And they turned it back into a military asset. Which, again, you could say that hospitals in general are a military asset. Fine. But when we're talking about things like the Geneva Convention and international law, there are rules. And this is one of those places where those rules matter. 
if they have weaponry and they're storing weapons and, and there's video and, and photos, etc. It's they were storing the weapons. Like the funny one to me so they had a couple MRI machines, which when they did the you know, they did the video walkthrough, I can tell from because yeah, I've had experience looking through the insides of an MRI. Yeah, the covers were missing, uh, which is already a bad sign. Um, these run on helium-cooled superconducting magnets. If the power goes off for too long and backup power is not <coughs> enabled, they can do what's called quench, which is when the current running through the superconductor suddenly runs into a part of it that is no longer superconducting. And the heat buildup from that one little area is enough to boil off the helium. Hmm. And that can kill everyone inside the room. Oh. Because it'll asphyxiate you if that happens. This is why this is one of the reasons why hospitals with MRIs have such high redundancy in their power management. And and the MRI machines are completely separate. They have their own power systems, etc. So the 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 dilapidated state of the machines, the fact that the casings were all torn off, like the coverings were all torn off and, and, uh, and, or absent. Uh, and the, uh, the kind of damage that I saw to the, um, the internals just from the, the shots they had while they were walking around it. And these machines were not only not operational, they were not operational for a significant amount of time. All right. And so the fact that they were able to find metal guns behind them does not prove that they were planted because, you know, again, yes, the bringing in an iron, Gun near uh, uh, operational yeah, you, MRI. You would not want to have Stupid. anything metal near an MRI. Now that said, bullets, bullets and Kevlar are not magnetic. True. So, you know the 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 uh, uh, fact that they had go bags, um, they had bug out bags hanging out around the hospital. You know, it's they had. Look at all the rest of the shit they had piled up next to it in the same shot, like it, it was clear that it was not going to be, um, an issue that they had the MRI machine inside there. It was just a, if they were even using it, it was probably just to make the patient feel like something was happening. Uh, that's not an unreasonable argument. I can't really fault you. It kind of is what it is. Oh, and on that note, actually, uh, I'm sure you caught this. The um, the new $10 billion to Iran? Yeah, there was that too. Yeah, so anyway, uh, Biden's wanting to maybe unfreeze $10 billion of the Iranian money on top of the $100 billion that has been unfrozen. That's appeasement. Mm-hmm. Well, the my thoughts, this is like, Iran, please, just, just stay out of things, please. We'll, we'll give you back your money. But the thing is, is Iran does not want Iran does not want open direct conflict, and they use Hezbollah as a proxy to avoid that. Now, there's basically two, and and Hamas, by the way, is getting horrible blowback among Palestinians, as you might imagine, uh, in Gaza and in West Bank. Uh, they don't like the fact that uh, they invited the um, the IDF in to kick their ass and uh, and hide behind more Palestinians and let them die like that. You know, there, believe it or not, there are sane Palestinians over there 
you know, no matter how much they might hate Jews, they like living more, uh, or at least, you know, living to, uh, to, um, raise 10 of their 15 sons. Yeah. So yeah, your, your kids can't hate Israel if they're dead. God, that's dark. Fuck. Oh shit! I didn't lose you, did I? No, no. I'm sorry. I just had to respond to something. <laughs> had to process that. <laughs> so, so, um, so they're getting that kind of blowback. So Fatah is is basically reviving itself after Hamas murdered most of Fatah in uh, 2000, whatever it was, uh, after the 2006 election uh, when Fatah lost, and then Hezbollah. Um, basically, Iran had a choice. They could either They could either um, like refresh the Hezbollah leadership by sending them into battle, or not, uh, and uh, and save face later on, uh, just by saying "death to Israel, death to America." Ah, uh, so unsurprisingly, Israel took the Israel. Iran took the smart path and uh, preserved their human capital, as it were, by way of flowery rhetoric, if you like. And this so, is more of a, more uh, of a they're, not, they're not committing Hezbollah. They're not committing Hezbollah right now. Um, Lebanon does not want Hezbollah to do anything because Lebanon doesn't want to go in. Uh, and uh, what the fuck was the name of the, the start with the H? That faction, not Hezbollah. That faction of people that have been firing rockets into uh, Israel. Um, they, uh, the, 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 you know, it's basically a failed state, so they can't exactly, the government can't exactly like step in and say, stop it. Um, but let's just say that the people are not behind a war. And if they continue that shit, Israel is going to start blaming the Lebanese government instead of the uh, faction firing the rockets. So Hezbollah is kind of held back now, which means that Iran's made its decision and they're letting Hamas hang out the dry. And uh, I, sh- I should actually add a little bit to that because, well, I mean, obviously, if you didn't know, I'd, I'd travel in some of the same circles that you don't. And what we're seeing a lot of is that there's been a surprisingly large amount of Middle Eastern support for Israel in this. Or, if not outright support, more of a, we're going to, we're just going to not say anything and watch how this plays. And... In the early days, there were a lot of folks, a lot of the, um, I wouldn't say influential, but a lot of noteworthy speakers on the topic were really expecting a lot more external intervention on this. Uh, say Hezbollah, say Hamas, what have, uh, well, Hezbollah, uh, fucking uh, Iran, may, perhaps even uh, Saudi or, you know, what have you. But what we've seen is that a lot of the, there's been a lot of talk, certainly, in support of um, Gaza, Hamas, and the Palestinians in general. But we haven't seen a lot of actual material support for these individuals. As a matter of fact, what was it? As of just a day or two before our last recording, Egypt had only just opened that border. And had made some very, 
very stern statements on whether they would or would not allow any Palestinian refugees in. And they were quite, quite stern in that they would not do any such thing. So it's a very, very interesting situation in the Gulf states right now regarding this uh, turn of events, I suppose you'd say. Yeah. I've seen uh, um, the, the Gulf states have largely been very, very, okay. very thoughtful and circumspect in how they we are past, past time. Oh, no, you're about to turn into a pumpkin with a yarmulke. <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, so time to go. Yeah. So um, I got a couple of cool stories. I'll just um, like play us out with. And with that, uh, if you'd like, you're welcome to hang out for a minute. If not. Everybody, nope. you can find Sorry. my man Craig here at CraigBob99 at all the places. He's good people. He will uh, listen to your arguments, even if they're wrong or if they're right, and he just disagrees with you also. But he will at least you know, humor the thing. So, like I said, you can find my man here, Craig, at CraigBob99, all the places. I'll um, do my own personal intro, outro, whatever, at the end. All right. And um, with that... Be good, man. It was a pleasure. Yep. Have a good night. So then, all my good folks, I will go ahead and close out with a couple of interesting notes and things. Just to, uh, I guess, make things mm, tie them up a little. I mean, this one's obviously been super heavy on the Israel and Palestine shit because that's kind of the thing that matters most in these days, if you will. Anyway, we got uh, some information coming out of the FPC, Firearms Policy Coalition. There's been a recent Marquette Law School poll that has, as of today, yeah, today, as of recording, 67% of U.S. adults support an individual's right to carry a handgun for self-defense outside of the home, bearing in mind that that's not a tremendous increase from uh, just earlier this year of um, 64%. But in, um, what we say, in the years that have passed, we've seen this really go, go up quite, quite substantially. I mean, we can look at the societal situations, you know, your Ahmed Aubrey situations, your George Floyd situations, your general BLM riots, your Kenosha situations, and just see that people have found that the world is sadly more dangerous than it was when we were all children. And we have to, we have to kind of live our lives with that understanding. And so many folks have taken and taken up the mantle of the Second Amendment and understood that, well, you know, there is no first responder but yourself. As sad as that is, you know, until anyone who might... What would you say? Anybody who might uh, accost you or victimize you until those folks can be made to uh, question the wisdom of that decision... Well, perhaps they need to be made aware that there is a bed for them made of dirt that exists six feet below many of the others. Room temperature challenge 
after all, being an easy one to win, but a number of bad decisions have to get you there. Right. Anyway, that's one thing. So, yeah, yeah. Um, long and short, we're at, uh, what is it? It's, uh, God, I can't get any previous years, so I don't really have the data to go far back. But whatever, it's on the up and ups as well. We've got a num like record numbers of people getting concealed carry permits as well as record numbers of first-time gun buyers. It's an excellent thing. Next up, because after all, we like to end on a good note. We've got this one. I don't know if it's good news or bad news. Depends on where you uh where you fall in your uh in the way that you parse what news is news. Anyway, this one comes out of the New York Post. And the Department of Justice has uh, put up a new job advertisement. They're looking for some new employees, obviously. They're needing them to work in the field of defense on uh, potential vaccine injuries. Now, why ever, pray tell, would anyone in the U.S. Department of Justice have any concern about something like that? That seems a little excessive. I mean, there's no such thing as a vaccine injury, surely. That would be unreasonable because that would mean the vaccines can cause damage. And, well, that's not something that we can countenance, can we? Not here in the United States of America. Yeah, pardon me out here. I'm writing this all down so that I can make sure. If, put it in the notes and the links and everything because I'll have the uh, the New York Post article here, but... I'll just read you the headline because it's an excellent one. A COVID-19 vaccine reckoning is coming for the DOJ over federal mandates. And, of course, this is going to mean more than just, you know, the simple things of, hey, you fired us over this thing that has now been proven to be based on Pfizer and Moderna's own information. Not as good, in this case, 100% as advertised. Which... There was a time when vaccines caused a... Ah, oh, damn it, I can't remember. I'm so bad about my, uh, my big words this week. A sterilizing immunity. A sterilizing immunity to a disease or a virus. And that had to be changed because these new ahem vaccines just didn't, uh, didn't cut the mustard. That's the term, right? Cut the mustard. Whatever. I don't know. It's been a very long day. I only just got my car working again, so bear with me here. I am making it happen. Anyway, the um, vaccines played out to be not what they were advertised to be in the early days, you know, because if you've got to have two fucking masks to protect against this thing that you've been vaccinated against, then something's gone utterly wrong. Utterly and completely wrong. Anyway, I'll throw a link there for the New York Post article for you so that you can check that out. They're wanting to hire eight uh, eight attorneys to go ahead and defend on these uh, cases that I guess they're expecting because 
as we've done some reporting prior, there's a number of these that are starting to roll out kind of in the uh, European Union as well. I think there are some that are rolling out in Great Britain. Don't quote me on that. But I do know that there are some European Union cases that are rolling out as well. There are Australian cases. So we're starting to see the, what would you say, the rumblings, I guess, of some action against, um, well, I'm going to call it malfeasance and greed. But we'll have to let the courts decide what it truly is at the end of the day. Anyway, that's one. Actually, that's two. Another that I'd like to throw you out here is... I don't know if we'll call it schadenfreude, if we'll call it comeuppance, if we'll call it watching a man who sold his soul get called on the debt. Whatever. Something happened just yesterday in the hallowed halls of governance here in America. Kevin McCarthy, obviously anyone familiar with this show, is going to be well-versed in at least the basics of what's happening in American politics right now. If you're not, somehow, Kevin McCarthy was ousted by way of the... Um, uh, can't remember the terminology for it, but it was one of the things that he agreed to to be put in that they could call a vote and get him out of there by uh, by popular margin. And they did so. They got this new guy, Mike Johnson, in, which is, well, he's got his own. He doesn't have a lot of package, but he's not proving to be as helpful to America First type ideologies as might have been hoped. Either way, whatever. We'll see how he plays out. Long and short here, Kevin McCarthy was walking down the fucking hall and uh, just jabbed somebody right in the... Uh, Right in the ribs, um, Representative Tim Burkett, as he was in the middle of an NPR interview. <laughs> so uh, Kevin McCarthy comes by, he's like, I see that motherfucker, that fucking guy, he's the one voting me out, fucking some bitch, and fucking gives him the pow, kicks, uh, not kicks, sorry, elbows him um, in about the ribs. I don't have the specifics. Because uh, they're, they're just not out there. We'll see how it plays. But uh, Matt Gates has filed an ethics complaint, uh, this would be Tuesday, against Kevin McCarthy after this uh, altercation between him and Representative Burkett, who was, again, one of the uh, people that voted to oust him. So what happened is uh, Burkett was giving an interview to an NPR uh, reporter in the halls of Congress. And... Um, Kevin McCarthy's walking by. If you're not at all familiar, the uh, the halls in the White House are they're very substantial. There's really uh, there's really no way you're going to run into somebody unless I don't know. It's a J six type of incident, literally. That said, Kevin McCarthy found himself very close to Kevin Marquette and uh, all just just bumped into him in the kidneys with his elbow really hard and um, not long and short Tim Burkett gives chase follows him he's like what the fuck dude what 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 the fuck I'm I'm being a little glib that being he uh, what was his exact words hey Kevin have some guts 
And then he called him a jerk because it was a quote, because it was a clean shot to the kidneys. So, yeah, Kevin McCarthy is uh, a little bitch, if you like, who is uh, probably very salty over being displaced. And realistically, he probably does have, uh, if not a sword of Damocles, a knife of Damocles hanging over his head because he made promises. Promises that are utterly outside of his ability to keep now. So, we'll see how the folks that he made promises to feel about the promises he made that he just can't fucking keep. Wop, wop. Anyway. In the other here... I've got one more. This isn't good or bad, actually. Just that uh, we now have photos of the... Um, the cocaine hydrochloride I don't fucking know whatever the coke that was found at the White House they've released photos out of the uh, Secret Service it is in a plastic baggie inside of a uh, locker meaning the locker had to be opened using hands and the plastic baggie had to be opened and closed using hands hands that include fingers fingers which include fingerprints anyway we have no idea who it fucking belongs to of fucking course. Womp fucking womp. Anyway, I've got one last super duper fun story for you, and that involves a man with a headdress who is famous as famous can be. Our boy, Jacob Chansley, the QAnon shaman, is running for Congress out of Arizona's 8th District. Bless, motherfucker. God fucking speed. I'm raising my fist in the air as I am recording this in solidarity with your ass. Let's fucking go. Let's fucking go. I would gladly vote for Congressman Chansley. So, again, I'll be throwing all the links to everything you might be interested in below. Do check them out. If you'd like to help us out here with the podcast and what we do, just share it around. There's a support link. If you're listening live here on Odyssey, if you're not, we're live on Odyssey every time we record the show, which not perfectly on a Saturday night uh, thing because we all do have lives and we all do have jobs. So it is what it is. What can I say? I can say, however, Jacob Chansley for Congress. (laughs) Uh, I will not ever be displeased by that. That is too funny. So anyway, uh, get in contact with your local reps. Um, There's cool stuff that's happened with the ATF. They've been slapped down a number of times. There's a couple of interesting things going up. We've got uh, the AWB going in front of the SCOTUS, possibly, because the ATF is salty as fuck, and uh, Dietlbach is an absolute Peter Puffer, and anything that can make him upset is great, because the ATF has just basically come out, well, not just basically, Dietlbach has personally come out and said that he is working towards another assault weapon ban. And, well, you can choke on an infinite number of cocks in hell. Mr. Dietlbach. And with that, we're going to call it a night. I'm Evan, 
at that fake guy Dan. All the places except Facebook, because that place is fucking weird and I don't like. Oh, what? <sighs> Fuck. <sighs> Bad news if you're here. The FCC did the thing. They went through on a three to two margin and now full control by the federal government over the internet exists. We're going to have to fucking see how this shit plays. God damn it. Hate to close on a fucking bad note, but I have to make you aware. So we're going to be watching this one. Fuck. Whatever. Anyway, you can find my man Craig at CraigBob99. I'm Evan at that fake guy Dan everywhere. <sighs> I hate to close it on a down note, but it is what it is. But at least you are aware of the situation, so you are capable of action. Godspeed, folks. Talk to you again soon.